Hello and welcome. This is Monday and it's Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. Today we're talking about a very important thing and we have been talking about it quite a bit, but still we know we need to go back and we need to get more professional advice. That's why we have special guest today from Ohio, Robin Sachs and her advice on how to develop self-talk confidence. Hello, Robin. Hello, Jim and Lucy. So thrilled to be here and happy Monday to everybody. Well, happy Monday. I, is it Monday? It I, is Monday. I think so. I cannot believe it. Okay. I cannot believe it. It comes by so fast and it's so good to have you here. Well, we mostly get excited about Fridays, but then when it's Monday, it's like, oh, Monday again. But I'm pretty sure Robin has an advice to our listeners on how to get ourselves going. Right, Robin? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, as, as someone who considers themselves a confidence coach, probably the, the most foundational thing that helps to create self-confidence isn't most of the things you might think of. It's one thing in my mind. It's self-talk and positive self-talk to that. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is when I say, do you know that little voice in your head? I'm guessing everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's that little, usually critical self-talk voice that's always there. Um, it's never really saying anything nice. It seems to be saying things like, what are you doing? Oh, you're gonna mess this up. Uh-oh, what if it goes wrong? What if you don't get the job? What if you don't get the client? Oh no, you're not a good speaker. Why did they ask you to talk? Uh-oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's a constant running dialogue in our heads that never really is serving us in any way. The thing that it's often doing is it's, it's helping to raise our stress and anxiety levels more than anything. And the interesting thing about that self-talk voice is everyone's got it. Uh, I've been amazed at you know, whether I'm working with someone younger or older, uh, male, female, an entry-level salesperson or a CEO, every human being has that voice. And it's usually pretty critical. And the thing that I love to help people understand is that that voice is all you. We're the author of all of those things it's saying. We're actually writing the script that it's telling us. And the beauty of that is we're in control of it all. And if we start to manage that conversation in our head a little bit differently, if we start to rewrite the script, you can completely take control of things like your stress levels, so much of our anxiety, and just in general, how we walk out into the world and impact and affect all of our relationships every single day. So we're in so much more power than we often think we are. What we need to do is learn how to shift that self-talk a little bit so it serves us instead of criticizes us. Well, this is great. So I think what we need to do, we need to learn somehow to rewrite this voice inside of us, but it's not that easy, isn't it? Right, it's, it's easier said than done, mainly because we've got a lot of familiar habits that we've had for a long time. And that, that negative or critical voice is, is there for a good reason. You know, sometimes it's there because we want to show up and seem 
knowledgeable and credible. Like we know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about. And so that voice is almost like a little monitor who's always going, what are you doing? Don't do that. Why are you doing that? The other reason is it, it, it goes back to caveman days. And, you know, back in caveman days, we're sitting in our caves, minding our own business, whatever you did back then. And, you know, a, there was always danger potentially right around the corner. And so our brains were always in the mode of what's wrong, what could go wrong, what big animal could walk by and eat me right now. And back then that response saved our lives. Come forward to today, a lot of times it's not always a threat to our safety in the moment, but we still have that thinking, what could go wrong? And that's where yes. we're always, that's what we're always looking at. And the interesting thing is the, the and, and let me add, thank goodness we still have that because there are certainly times we need to know what could go wrong, or we need to make sure we're aware of dangers that could possibly be in our path. So that's why we still have that today. But what we've lost a lot of, I think, is seeing what I call the flip side. So in other words, it's okay to think what could go wrong and prepare for some of those things. However, if that's all we look at and we don't flip it and also at the same time look at, but what could go right, what starts to happen is we we're constantly in almost a fight or flight state because we're always ready for something to go wrong. And so we're always teetering on that edge, which raises our stress levels, raises our anxiety levels and makes us feel overwhelmed a lot. When we start to realize that if we look at both sides, we see the possibilities as well. What could go wrong? Well, this and this could go wrong. Absolutely, that's valid. However, we also need to look at what could go right. What if it does work? What might that look like? And by doing that, you can begin to see possibilities. And when you see possibilities, you get motivated, you get more engaged, you get interested, you get more excited. And that's what moves us to action. The negative stuff will never move us to action, which is why a lot of times, we get excited for a moment about something and then immediately start thinking of all the things that could get in the way and we lose motivation very quickly. So the way to really start to see both sides is number one, really start to, to pay attention to this conversation in your head. Start to become aware of what are you saying to yourself regularly because since it's habit, we don't even sometimes know what we're saying over and over and over that's getting in our own way. So one, start to become aware of the conversation in your own head. Two, once you become aware of it, now you can start to better manage it. And when you start to manage that conversation in your head differently, what that looks like is, it's okay to look at what might go wrong or the negative, but I'm also gonna bring in the positive. That's a conscious choice I'm gonna make. So for example, if, if you watch a, a weather forecast and a very common phrase that's used in, in a weather forecast in, in the States definitely is, it's partly cloudy. It's going to be partly cloudy, right? And a weather forecaster, if you listen, always says partly cloudy today, 
But what are they also saying by not saying it? If it's partly cloudy, it's also got to be what? <laughs> it's got to be partly sunny. I never it's, thought of that. <laughs> it's impossible to be partly cloudy without being partly sunny. Hmm? So they're the same things, but notice the words that are used are that negatively bent, it's partly cloudy. And so if you remind yourself as you go through the day, for example, oh, it's gonna be partly cloudy, that also means it's partly sunny. Both of those things coexist. If you're only telling yourself half of the story, it's gonna keep you in a place that's not as happy, not as motivating, not as exciting as possibly seeing the possibility of the other. So, you know, e even, you know, if a, that same weather forecaster might say there's a 20% chance of rain, that's a common thing too. And people go, oh, well, it's probably gonna rain today, great. They just told you there's an 80% chance of sun, <laughs> right? But if, <laughs> yes. Right, but if you, if you don't choose to see that in the moment, because that's what they told you. So start to not only listen to what you're saying to yourself, listen to what you're not saying to yourself. That's the other side. I can't have partly cloudy without partly sunny. You've got to see both. You, I, if there's a 20% chance of rain, there's an 80% chance of sun. They exist at the same time. So what we often do to get in our own way and, and create thoughts that create feelings and emotions that are not helpful to us as we walk through the day or the week, we only give ourselves half the story. So begin to become aware of what we're telling ourselves, what you're saying to yourself, and think about what's the other side of it so you give yourself the whole story. Then you can not only see what could get in the way, but you can see what the possibility is. And the more that you look at the positive sides of things and the possibilities, the less impact the negative things or what could go wrong have, because you can see how to get past those things easily. That's excellent advice. And quickly, before you go, I just had a question for you. Um, what do you think is the role of uh, self-confidence as a leader and as a frontline employee? That's a great question, Jim. And I, I, I will say, uh, Here's something to know about confidence. And, and I'll answer your question in a roundabout way and kind of come at it from the back, if that's okay. A lot of people, when, when, when I have discussions with them as a coach or a, a trainer or consultant, um, when I'm talking to people, whether you're a, a salesperson or you are a C-suite person, oftentimes confidence is looked at. Confident people walk in the room and they kind of own the room, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing that's interesting. Real confidence isn't about controlling the situation because you can't always do that. It's not about controlling other people because you can't always do that. What real confidence is, is being in control of you. And so being in control of you allows you to adjust. It allows you to be flexible. It allows you to hear things. It allows you to see things that other people are gonna miss because they're so focused on other people or the situation, they miss, again, all the possibilities around them. So when you 
begin to learn to be in control of you, which this self-talk piece is a, is a big component to that. When you learn to be in control of you, whether you're a leader or you're the entry-level person who's frontline you know, to, to your customers, what that does is no matter what the situation is, no matter who's in the room, no matter what tone the conversation's taking, when you're in control of you and you learn how to do that, you can be present and you can make things happen in that moment all the time. So I'm not sure, did that answer the question? It absolutely did. Thank you. Wonderful, thank you. Well, well that's great. So basically when we go deeper, we're not, I'm just going to classical terms now. When we hear the glass half full or half empty, so we basically, each of us have two of those people inside of us. We just need to find the right one in the right moment. It's a great way to put it. And you know what, like you said, both of those things exist because sometimes the glass is, glass is half full, sometimes it's half empty. I love to take that analogy because it's such a popular analogy and kind of push it to the side and remember something else. The glass is always refillable. So <laughs> while the pessimist and the optimist are arguing about it's half empty, it's half full. No, it's half empty. It's, who cares? Push it to the side and become the opportunist who goes, who cares? Do we need water in the glass or not right now? If so, let's go to the, the faucet mm -hmm. and fill it up. If not, let's stop talking about the water and do what we need to do. So yes. it, it's sometimes funny how we look at things. And yes, so much of it is positive versus negative when we think of self-talk. But I really invite and encourage people to also look at it as the opportunity. What are the possibilities, right? Is what I'm saying in this moment serving me or is it putting up a roadblock? If it's putting up a roadblock, I'm gonna get out of my head and go figure out what we need to do. If it's serving me, I'm gonna stay in that my head more because that's gonna help to, to keep me motivated and keep me engaged. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'd say sometimes look at that glass as half full, sometimes half empty. And if you start arguing one way or the other about it, go throw the glass out and, and go get something else to drink. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, so before we finish our recording, uh, Robin, do you have any advice or any exercise for our listeners to take and try this week? I don't know, what could it be to create that switch inside of us? So what I'm going to say, here's your assignment for the week, listeners. You ready? And the beauty of this is you already do this with other people, but you probably don't do it with yourself. This week, I'm going to challenge you to talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. The reason I say that is we talk to ourselves so differently than we would ever talk to someone else especially a friend. And, you know, let's say that, that at work this week, you have to present something to a team and you do not like getting up in front of people and presenting. It is not something you enjoy doing. And all week you're telling yourself, oh, I am so nervous. I don't want to do this. I am no good at this. I, I, oh, I just, oh, I can't do this. I'm never, I never do a good job. We'll talk to ourselves constantly like that all week leading up to it. 
if a friend was saying the same thing, oh, I'm not a good speaker. I don't like presenting in front of a team. I get so nervous when they ask me to do this. I never do a good job. We would never, ever, ever say to them, yeah, you're really bad at that. We would never say that to someone else, but that's what we tell ourselves. What we would say to a friend is, hey, you're actually pretty good at this. That's probably why they asked you to do it. You've done this so many times and every time you do it, you tell yourself you're no good at it and you're gonna forget everything and just nobody's gonna care. And every time they ask you to do it again, which means you're doing a good job. So, you know, get out of your own way and, and just go in and tell them what you know. That's what we would say to a friend. So if we get in the habit of talking to ourselves, like we would talk to a friend, very quickly, we'll start to bring those positive things in, those reminders of what we do well, not just what we think we don't do well. And it'll help you to flip that switch a little faster and, and give yourself that whole story that serves you so much better than if I'm just listening to that negative critical side. Excellent advice. Well, I think this is the perfect motivational message for this week. Thank you very much, Robin. Oh, thank you for the invite to share with your listeners. So dear listeners, please go work with Robin. The link to her website, you can find in the description to this episode. Go and book a meeting and that's just something unforgettable. I will remember this meeting of ours. <laughs> Thank you very much. And we wish everybody a great week ahead. Thank you, Robin. Of course. Bye -bye. Thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone. You too. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast and check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.